0: Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast.
1: Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge.
0: Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar schaller Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. I'm Brent. And today we're going to talk about the Three Stooges. But before we do, uh, I've got some feedback here. Uh, first bit of feedback comes from our newest uh, Patreon supporter, Lauren Giroux. Uh, he says, I totally share John's feelings regarding Stardust. Slick looking, frantic action, but essentially an Asteroids clone with a layer of polish. The gameplay does not extend the original concept enough, as John mentioned. You, you know why I picked this, episode, or this, this email? He's basically saying that everything <laughs> I said was correct. Um, I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> the, the shopping system showing so late hints that the developers lacked experience. I don't know about that. Team 17 had been in the game for a while but uh like shadow of the beast and it was team or no this was bloodlust or whatever right or blood Bloodhouse? yeah uh-huh. yeah so they maybe they were new to the game um like, they, didn't, they didn't have much yeah like shadow of the beast or lionheart merged. like shadow of the beast or lionheart lionheart it's a nice tech demo but lacks substance uh. Um, That's harsh. Yeah, and he also had some interesting uh, interesting thoughts about, where he filled us in about the STE. We talked about the STE, the Atari STE last right. week. We weren't sure where it fell in the timeline. Yeah. He said it inherits the TT's blitter, which the TT was the model that came out before, it, but has some unique features. Uh, it's got a 4,096 color palette, hardware scrolling, and sample-based audio like the Amiga. So it basically gave the ST Amiga 500 capabilities,
2: but it came too late. Uh, little Too little, too late. how many of those were sold. I can't... It could not have been... I've never heard of that. I'm, I'm, I'm not an Atari aficionado, but I know a thing or two. Right. Have you
0: ever heard of that before, no, that no, one? No, not really. I mean, the only time... Maybe just reading about it in Record Gamer, but that's it. Uh, now, Paul Kitching came to us from a different viewpoint. Which he, one? This is Paul Kitching, <laughs> uh, not of Viva Amiga fame, but of the Bedrooms to Billions fame. Okay. Uh, he said that we were too harsh on the game and that... Um, If you use the space bar, you've got different weapons, and that that makes things a little bit more exciting. He also said that uh, the tunnel level that we did, the reason why it was so hard is because it was the last tunnel level of the game, and the earlier tunnel levels aren't so bad.
2: The uh, truth of the matter is I feel like a a jackass about the whole space bar thing, because I remember playing this back in the day and absolutely had multiple weapons. I totally had been playing it without them. So, yeah, you know, there you go. That's what 20 years does to you. Yeah. But uh, I did go back and replay the game with the
0: space bar. I put in some codes and did some different things. And it is a more fun experience, definitely, with those extra weapons. So look for that going up on the site pretty soon on the YouTube channel. Um, news. So, Aaron, last week we lamented the fact that the company is no longer uh, there. Mm. Uh, I actually translated what was up there uh, on the site, that Latin phrase, and it translated to he who seeks finds. So maybe uh, he took down the site but is going to be bringing it back later in a different way, in a different place.
2: Or maybe it's somewhere out there now, it's no one knows. So,
0: um, but in its place, uh, I followed some links on Indie Retro News, our favorite site, mm-hmm. I love and um, there's actually a site called GamesNostalgia.com. All right, and they have a bunch of games, not as many as the company, but all their games I'm pretty sure work on Windows, Windows 8, Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, GamesNostalgia.com, uh, just click on Amiga, and they have a bunch of these EXE wrapper. Is it games. the same?
2: Is it done by the same outfit? Is it, are they the same files from the company or they did in their own? You know.
0: That's a good question. It's hard to see. I haven't. I, well, the company they're watermarked. you know, you double click on the EXE, it comes up the company. So yeah.
2: um, we're going to have to investigate. That's good little. news. That at least, no matter who made it, at least they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for news this week? Uh, just a couple little items. Um, I saw that a, uh, it's funny, this, uh, this news came around. I'm not even sure where I picked it up. But an old Amiga game, this is, I, I'm trying to, the best way to describe this, there was an Amiga version of Ghosts and Goblins. Okay, everybody remembers that mm-hmm. the Capcom classic, um, the cracked version of it had introduced things into the game that screwed it up, right? So uh, an outfit has released a new cracked version that works. So I think that's good, despite the fact that it's cracked. Again, this we're going down this wacky road. I I, I read your little article you did on piracy, right? I, I thought about this quite a bit. And, I mean, I don't know, it's, we always get in this weird area on the show where I'm like, can I talk about this? Am I going to look like a jerk? You know, it's, the Amiga died so many years ago. All this stuff, you know, I don't see a problem with it. I'll be honest with you. So, I'm not even going di- to address it, the gray area. stuff. Anymore. I'm just going to tell you what it is. If you're morally against it, and that's cool, just don't download it. I think that's a great, right. great tack to take. That said... Uh, if you want to play Ghosts and Goblins, the cracked version that where the crack is properly executed and the game doesn't screw up, we'll link it up for you. Uh, it uh, it looks good. I'll watch a video of it. Um, there's a new uh, retro platform that's coming out. It's called... same. Actually, same outfit that's doing the uh, Ghosts and Goblins. It's called uh, SquareX4, I think. S-Q-R-X-Z 4. Wow, that's a lot of contents. Yeah. Um, this I've not played or tried, uh, but uh, it was getting a lot of good uh, hype, so it's it's probably it looks halfway decent from what I read. So you know someone out there can try it. I'll probably give it a shot this week when I get a spare moment. So uh, so those things are going on. Really, not much else. They I saw they released a new revision for the uh, Vampire 2 uh, that added some stuff and took away a few things that were causing problems. Oh, that's great. And uh, again, it looks. They added faster IDE support, among other things. It looks sharp. Uh, is so,
0: this, this is this is just a software revision or firmware update. Well, right? what?
2: Yes, yeah. I mean the the Vampire Two at its foundation is a programmable array. So they're they're basically reprogramming the the chip for Making all Making it more of efficient. For- and so that's how they've added HDMI. That's why they added all this hardware. That they knew they'd get around to. Mm. And man, I'm licking my chops to uh, to get hold of to get hold of uh, some of this stuff uh they've also i've a couple wacky things i guess they're amiga related if you have a if you're a someone that doesn't have an amiga uh they have ported uh cannon fodder to the pc and you can and uh, i guess the pc never got a release of cannon fodder uh, uh, or or maybe it was a substandard release because mm-hmm. they've ported over the amiga version uh they've also ported over a game called rough and tumble that okay a,
0: both of those things that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at the same links that I was.
2: What those those things are are EXE wrappers of WinUAE and MMA. Oh, is that what, that's what I thought they were. Mm -hmm. They, they've, They've made them executable, but again, I'm guessing that the PC didn't. Because Rough and Tumble, I believe it's not like a platforming game. I've never played it. I don't know, it. but
0: I know that Cannon fodder definitely got a PC release. because yeah. I used to own
2: it. The uh, oh, really? Yeah. For the PC, how did yeah. it play? Do you remember? It plays. Yeah, it's the same game. It's exactly yeah. the same. I, got, I had the
0: CD-ROM version. So this it, is probably like a convenience release. Yeah. If you want to play the. If you Amiga want to play experience. the Amiga version without an emulator, yeah. It
2: mentioned there. it mentioned they were UAE based, so I assume that they it was, that it was something to do with yeah. some kind of emulation. So I guess porting is not the best way to put it, but they've. And I think the company—I the- know the company has a release of can Afford because I've played it. Yeah, so maybe this so, is just somebody
0: else's version yeah. of doing whatever they do. Uh,
2: and, it- and I know the company's version works on Windows 8 because I- seven or eight because I have played it on there too. Mm-hmm. So there's an- another one. *Rough and Tumble*. I've heard a lot about that. We have to give out a show. I think I mean, it
0: sounds like a mascot platformer. You got rough. He's a cat. Tumble. He's a he's Hedgehog. a cat. I don't I- know. I'm making things up. <laughs> it's,
2: it's my design doc. You in? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A cat and a
1: hedgehog. No, no dog, no mouse. Interesting direction.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah. That's why you're not a game designer, boat. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um you got anything else? Or are we ready to dive right into our, our main topic? Unless you've got any other feedback or any, mm-hmm. did anyone hang us up to dry on uh, Stardust? Well, like I said, Paul Aside from
0: Paul. Paul. No, it was uh you know, our two main our two main feedbacks were from Laurent Laurent, I think that's how you say it. He sent me an email with some tips. I'm trying to incorporate them. You,
2: you mean tips on pronouncing yeah, his name?
0: Yeah, that's really the hardest thing about this podcast. Honestly. Oh,
2: I do have more news. Let's talk about my new toy. Okay. You
0: I uh, got a close-up cam. It's not available right now.
2: Yeah. Look, everyone. I got a Game Gear for five dollars uh, from a flea market. The guy said it didn't work, and guess what? It does work. The guy did not have the contrast turned up.
1: <laughs> so um, this is sort of. Now see, he's going to see this, and now mm-hmm. he's going to want more money.
2: No, it's too late now. I like any kind of handheld that has, um, six double A batteries. Right. You know, both, about thirty minutes. You can't see, this, but both the battery covers are here, and uh, uh, it and it works. It it, it, it doesn't it, seem like it's working. Right well, these you know these old things you have to kind of, have to kind of jerk mess around with a little bit. see that bad bit.
1: boy for a second while you talk.
2: And uh. uh it's fun. I've played with it, and uh, you can get. There's actually a multi card for it. Uh, the games I bought. I bought the games separately. I got uh, *Mortal Kombat 2* and *Super Columns*. Ooh. Right? And *Sonic the Hedgehog 2*. Which I've heard this is not very good. It was, uh, no, Sonic 2 for the Game no, Gear for, is actually great. I've heard this is the worst of the Sonics. Well, I don't and I, then I mean I don't know. I played it in 2010. Yeah,
0: like and then
2: it. I also got, which I don't know where it's at, but I got World Class Leaderboard Golf. Ooh. The classic uh that had the real audio in it. Or whatever. This one I don't think has the real audio, but it's still kind of neat. So I got the games. I think these four games cost me 10 bucks. So I got 15 bucks in it. That's great. That's a good deal. I also picked up a uh didn't is. There's world class oh. leaderboard golf. I must have had it turned upside down. Yeah, world class leaderboard golf. I like this golf game. Uh, I also picked up a Sega Genesis or Mega Drive uh, uh, 32X for five bucks. Now the 32X didn't have any cables, uh, so I'm looking forward to trying it though. The uh, 30, I always consider the Genesis sort of like the I know this technically the Amiga CD32 was the brother system, but I uh, I consider the the Genesis sort of the sister, the console sister of the Amiga. They have a lot of the same ports and stuff, so kind of playing both sides of it. But yeah, those are my pickups this week. What do you think?
0: He's yeah. so engrossed, he can't even comment.
2: Yeah. Woo! Um,
0: so, uh that sounds great. Uh I got... I think most of my pickups... You know, this is our our, our first show back since I've been on vacation. Is that right? Or did we do a show like, with Stardust? I guess Stardust was my first show back since we were on vacation. I think we
2: did Stardust, yeah. Um,
0: But I, I haven't been playing... Or I haven't, I haven't been buying anything lately, but I have been playing... Uh, we shot some videos for uh 1000 Miglia. Uh, yeah to, I saw that and uh four by four. SUV autocross, something like that. Uh, It's a game where they actually want you to flip your car, like you know in Lotus, where you you hit the log to go over the thing. When this game, you hit the log, you flip end over end, and then land on your feet to uh, to cross. I I
1: actually know what you're talking about.
0: Is that an arcade port? Uh, I don't. I don't. It's definitely not. uh, It's like a Lotus style view. Yeah, I remember an arcade game where they did that. So Um, this is also a game where if you hit the log on the side, you go up on two wheels. Like the front and the back wheel, and continue on. Like along. you're the Duke Boys. Right. Uh, we also recorded just before the show um, uh, some Amigos Plays videos of uh, Dragon's Layer 1, 2, and 3. Um, I may not release Dragon's Layer 3. We didn't get far in that one, but I'm definitely going to release uh, Dragon's Layer that 2. That used to be your, one.
2: It was Dragon's Layer 3. Which one was that? Is that. Uh, that's not. Two, None of those are... I've never
1: heard of three.
2: So that's just a continuation of the first two, right?
1: It is it is None of those based those are in the same warp. universe as Time Warp, which was two. Oh.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we got that stuff coming up. Uh, Dreamcatch had is a great article up about, um, it's called A Little Consolation, about the CD32. So, check that out. Made Um, me sad. Like I said, all all the stuff, there's all kinds of stuff. We try and put something up every single day over on AmigosPodcast.com to fulfill your Amiga fix for the day. So, uh, check all that stuff out. But I think it's now time to move on to the Three Stooges. Yes. Now, before we start with the game, Aaron, okay. would you consider yourself to be a Three Stooges
2: expert? Expert? No. Now I know a guy who is. I, w- I would say that I'm an aficionado. Now. An aficionado.
0: Yeah. Why don't you give us a quick uh, rundown
2: of the the history of the Stooges? Well, the the history of the Stooges is I mean, gosh, we could take a whole podcast, but I'll I'll, I'll expedite it. Basically, the Stooges were a, a vaudeville act. Uh, uh, there's a guy named Ted Healy. He, w- he was Ted Healy and his stooges, and the original trio were Mo, Larry, and Shimp. Right? S h i m p. S h I think it's e. S h e m p. Okay, Shimp. Uh, that makes sense. Yes. For those of you, I don't know. I'm assuming. I think the stooges were pretty much worldwide, but I could be wrong. So, if you're not uh, familiar with the three stooges, the 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 ones you really need to know are Mo Howard. Uh, Mo was the guy with a bowl haircut, and he's sort of like their leader. Uh, then you've got Larry Fine. Larry, which is a uh, guy with a crazy haircut. And uh, then you've got some revolving stooges at that point. The number one stooge was uh, Curly Howard, or just Curly. Uh, and he was the bald, kind of fat stooge. Then you had the like secondary stooges, which really, it's not fair to Shimp, because Shimp was an original stooge. Shimp is hard to explain. He's sort of got a crazy, like longer-than-moe haircut. And he's, he was sort of like... He really wasn't anything like Curly. He was just his own Stooge. Then you had uh, uh, Joe Besser, uh, who was a Stooge. He, uh, he was sort of a tubby comedian. He was a, he was sort of a, uh, a comedian that worked with uh, Abbott and Costello and their act. And he was pretty popular there, but he came over to the Stooges when Shimp died. And then you had the final guy, Curly, uh, Joe Dorita. He was the guy that went on tour with the Stooges. So back to the vaudeville uh, the Stooges had a vaudeville act they ended up breaking away from Healy and they went and signed a contract with Columbia Columbia Motion Pictures to make shorts uh, they made short films uh, for and basically they used to be showed like in, in cinemas like in between movies before movies after movies basically wherever you, wherever you could stick them and uh, what around what time did the first shorts come out, out? Uh, the nineteen 19- 30s, I believe, was when the first one came out. It was, it was either late 20s or early 30s. It was pretty early on. Um, the uh, They made several hundred shorts. Uh, the first bunch were with Shimp, Uh, and then Shimp left the act and uh, wanted to go solo and, and did. And so they brought in Curly. Curly came in and they made the, the middle chunk and probably their most popular stuff was with Curly. Uh, Curly uh, was uh, you know the big fat goof, and they they had a good chemistry, the three of them. Curly, unfortunately for him, he lived like, he was like a, a 1940s John Belushi type. He was just crazy, drinking, women, drugs, craziness. So anyway, ended up rendering him in bad health, and uh, he had to step down from Stooging, and so the Stooges asked Shimp to come back. Shimp was actually having a successful solo career, but he agreed to come back because he didn't want Moe and Larry to not have any means to support themselves.
0: Do you think the two Stooges just wouldn't have flown, you, got, you had to have all
2: three? They would have gotten someone else. I think Shimp probably underestimated their draw. But I mean, at this point, you've got to remember the Stooges weren't a phenomenon. They were popular, but they weren't a, the thing that they became. So Shimp came back for another long run and with the agreement that he would stay until Curly got better. Curly didn't get better, he passed away. And so Shimp ended up sticking with the act. all all the way up until he died. Now, uh, Curly died in 52, and Shemp died in uh, 55, and and both died young. Curly was only 48, and Shemp was only 60, so they died pretty young. So, at this point, uh, Moe and Larry looked for people to replace Shemp. Shemp was, uh, like I said, they wanted someone more like Curly than Shemp. Uh, and so they got, uh, they looked around and they, they had their choices, but they didn't get the one they wanted. The studio wanted someone contracted to Columbia. And so they ended up bringing in uh, Joe Besser. Joe Besser, again, he'd been a pretty popular comedic figure on Avin Costello and he had his own sort of thing. He came in. He is the only stooge that got the smack mo back effect. He got the fight back occasionally. Uh, but, uh, uh, and their act was okay. So in 52, I believe, Columbia just said, Okay, you you know you fulfilled your contract, you're fired, and they fired all three of them, and uh, or not 52, it would have been a little bit later than that. But anyway, they got 57. fired, 57 something like that, um, and so they went on the road, and Joe Besser couldn't go on the road; he had a sick relative. So they recruited a new stooge, Joe Dorita. Now at this time, he was another comedic figure, you know, a vaudeville guy. So at this point, they're traveling on a road show, doing their stooge stuff, and um. The all the Columbia shorts that were being played during these movies, they got sold to in the TV, uh, you know, and these became very popular, way more popular than the movies because more people were seeing them. And the f- popular ones were by far were the curly ones. And so they had Joe. They said, "Listen, why don't you shave your head?" And they renamed him Curly Joe Dorita. So when you hear Larry Moe and Curly Joe, Curly Joe was Joe Dorita, the last, the last dude. They toured forever. They, they were the most popular act um, for a long time uh, on the road. And uh, right into the 60s. And then finally, uh, and Now they were making more movies. They'd made some movies. they made more movies.
0: Do they actually have feature-length they movies had feature-length like the days. Marx Brothers? They had like eight. Wow. They, they had a lot. They what had, is wh- the most famous? What's the duck soup of the Three Stooges?
2: Oh, boy. They did one color one. Uh, it was... Uh, um Snow White and the Three Stooges. That's the one that comes to mind. I'm not saying it's the best, but it was the one that was in color. That's the one that pops in my head. Uh they did a lot of cowboy stuff. They did everything all across the game. Would gamut. you
0: say that, that most of their fame comes from just the television syndication
2: of the shorts though? Certainly. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the Stooges also did cartoons. They did and they would shoot more footage that was in color for the cartoons, the little buffers. Mm-hmm. And it was that so which was rare. I've seen some of those and they're neat. Um, the studios they toured and toured and toured they were going to be they constantly were getting booked to do movies and spots and guest appearances and literally right up to the last minute when Curly had a, or uh, Larry had a stroke and Larry couldn't go anymore his career was over and so they replaced him with another guy it gets a little hazy right through here and eventually they had finally just had to shut it down I think Mo uh, finally passed away I think it was 75 and when Mo finally died so he had a long life um, and uh but he, they stopped making Stooge stuff around 70. Uh, yeah, Mo died in 75. What do you think about it? That's a that's a 40-year run, you know, from 30 yeah. until... Uh, but if you haven't seen the Stooges, basically these three goofs. They uh, go on these wacky adventures. You know, they're they're painters. They're doctors. They get mistaken for, you know, dignitaries, political dignitaries, whatever. Plus, they'll have fantasy stuff. They'll be, like I said, snow white, and stuff like that. But the crux of their act is their wacky... Accident-prone behavior. They and they occasionally smack the crap at each other, you know. And uh, that's pretty much the gag. But it, it worked for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And so, taking all that forward, uh, in '87, uh, CinemaWare licensed the Three Stooges. I believe was their first. We were talking about this earlier. It could have been their only licensed game. I don't know. But I think it maybe it was certainly their first. And and they uh, produced. They outsourced the game to uh, uh, another firm. Uh, which uh, was uh, incredible technologies, and 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 with tight overseeing from John Cutter, because they'd been burnt before when they outsourced uh, Defender of the Crown, and so John Cutter uh, was hovered over these people. From what I read, he was always present, and they produced uh, the Three Stooges, the game, which, like I said, came out in '87 on the original chipset, um, two discs. Uh, this is the first time you've played it. You said right that you ever played. Oh this no,
0: I played this many. I played, played this a lot played on, the it on NES. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. uh,
2: and uh, this was ported uh, to a few different systems. Um, in fact, more than I thought. And some of these I looked at, I was like, I can't believe that happened. According to what I saw, it's got an Apple II GS. Was GS? Was that the color? Nice color. That's Apple the, it's II?
0: basically the the Amiga version of the Apple. II. Right.
2: So that was the the top end mm-hmm. of the Apple yeah, II. Yeah. Um, the C64, uh the uh, Game Boy Advance, weird, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the uh, PC, I've seen the PC version. <laughs> now, yeah,
0: there's there's a lot of Amiga games that get ported to the Game yeah. Boy Advance. I never realized that weird. before we started.
2: Now, I read that there was a re-release of this for the PC, which I've not seen. Hmm. So I don't know what it looks like. I I'm, I'm actually see it. It says here Sony PlayStation. Yes.
1: I, it you? was a different type of game. I mean it was it was the same game but it had more. There was more stuff. Mm-hmm. The uh, um,
2: and also the like, the the Tandy got a special special sound version for it, which I had. That Tandy sound was better. Um, and then, like I said, there's a digitally remastered version for the PC and Mac in 2002. So you got to think that's a that's 15 years after the original was out. That's yeah. kind of wacky. Um, to sum up the game, uh, they wanted to make this the. Th- and the reasoning behind this game was they wanted to make this like a board game, effectively. And so, uh, the crux of the game is, you, you play the Stooges. At the beginning, there's a little cutscene where uh, an evil bad guy is taking over an orphanage because they can't pay their rent, they can't pay the money that they're owed. And they've got to come up with $5,000, so the orphanage is shut down and all the kids are kicked out. And they allude to the fact that if you can make $10,000... You can make repairs on the on the orphanage as well as pay off the the money that's owed, and so that's the basis for what it in essence is a is a group of mini games. Which is it's funny this game sort of is like a Wii game in a weird way. That's a, Wii games always have that mini game thing going on or a, or uh, a Mario Party or a Mario Party game. Yeah, uh, you you pick you almost randomly pick different events. And then you do those events. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference is that in Mario Party, there are hundreds of mini-games. That's true. Again, two discs, 87. So mm-hmm. you got to give it a little bit of leeway on that. But yes, and more games would have been great. Mm-hmm. I would like to... This game would... There's two things this game could use to make it real. To update it, it would be great. More events, multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, make it like a true board game. Right. That would be awesome. It would be
0: great. This game screams for multiplayer. Yeah,
2: it really does. But you... Uh, uh, for those of you who haven't seen the game... The you uh, come to a screen where there are like five squares, five or six squares, and a hand moves between the different squares. And you and some will have like a money sign, and some will have jobs, some will have like a trivia notice, and some will have mouse traps on them. And some will also have the the banker will come up occasionally. So your hand moves around. You hit the button to stop the hand. Well, if you stop the hand, it randomly moves. If you stop the hand on a job, you go to do that job, and that's a mini game. If you stop the hand on money. The guys just walk over they find a little bit of money if you if you stop your hand on the bag the banker he'll take some money if you if you stop your hand on a mouse trap the mouse trap swings open and knocks and basically cuts off a finger and when you run out of fingers on your hand game over it's and, not
0: very graphic don't no yeah video. it's not <laughs> it's
1: cartoon
2: right 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 uh, and uh, i mean in essence that's the game you've got uh, i believe you've got 30 days i think you've got 30 days. To, to to get the money, and if you get the money, you get one to three endings. Either you don't get the money, or you lose all your fingers. You get the bad ending where the guy forecloses on the orphanage and just sits there and cackles. Yeah, that's that's correct. You've got 30 days to earn yeah. enough money. So, um,
0: if you watch our playthrough, we we were about probably I think we were ten, ten days. Ten days, and in. he wasted three of those. We were four. doing pretty well. I wasted
1: four. Yeah. We had 1700 so bucks.
0: We might have had a
2: shot. Yeah. Um, the banker's name. Are you ready for this? Yeah i fleece them yeah ah. mm-hmm. the, the the stooges had this thing for these bad puns and they like do we cheat and how mm-hmm. and stuff like that the, old, the uh, uh the, the lawyers but uh, uh so you but the the endings are number one you don't get the money foreclosure and I, I you know how when we were playing the playthrough, the game just sort of stopped and sat there right laughed. i remember that happening to me i don't know if you can even on the amiga you could get out of that and then, secondly, you can make enough money to pay off the mortgage, but you but not make repairs. And so they just basically thank you. And then the third ending, the good ending, if you no, get
1: no, there's two more endings. Okay. There's one where you just repair the house. Mm-hmm. And then, and then for, if
0: you if you get ten thousand bucks, then you pay off the mortgage and repair the orphanage.
1: Right, and
2: and you get and but then you get the wedding. You get to marry the orphanage owners' daughters. I assume, it, but there's her daughters. Anyway, I guess they you, they're very impressed with your money, and they marry you. It's kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> that, is, that is weird. Uh, but uh, and that's the game. The uh, the mini games in it are the where the gameplay comes in. Everything. Else Be- the- before we start with the oh. mini
0: games, uh, something that's neat is that the the board. Is actually a board game. It's a one-way strip of squares. So the squares that you get on day one are always going to be those squares. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and on the original game, if you look at the manual, there's a card and it lays out the first 30
2: squares for you. Hmm. I know that I have my buddy has a copy of this game. I've never owned it. And it's the manual on this thing's robust. Mm-hmm. It's a very robust manual. There's a lot of history and stuff in it. That's neat though. Again, it goes back to the what they were after? Yeah, that's There's, there's cool hundred, there's
0: 180 spaces on this board. It's a one-way track.
2: That's neat. Yeah. Um. And something else I read that the uh, the bad guy and it was based of. Now, of course, I read this. I don't know because I've never seen what this guy looks like. But it was based on their old manager, the evil guy that Ted Healy, that was their original manager. They sort of took that likeness mm-hmm. and brought it over. Um. Before we talk about the mini games, so let's just talk about the graphics and the music. What did you guys think?
1: Spectacular.
2: Yeah.
0: The best graphics. Of any licensed title uh, that I've seen on the
2: Amiga. An 87? Very old, very early in the run of the Amiga. It looks great. Yeah. Um, Smooth animation. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's clever.
1: Repetitive sound, but very good sound. Yeah.
2: And uh, let's talk about, I guess we should touch this before we go any further. When this game starts on the Amiga, uh, the game loads up and it it says Defender of the Crown in big beautiful letters, just like the opening of Defender of the Crown. And the music starts, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And then the Stooges walk in, and they talk They're like, "What is this a kid's game?" Mm-hmm. And then Mo goes, you "Idiots!" And he smacks both those guys. And then the game, turns over to three Stooges, and he says, "This is more like it." And they walk off. So it's a it it makes you believe that you're loading up the wrong game. Yeah, that
0: there has been a mistake. You know, in Cinemore sent you the wrong game in the package
2: or something. Now I'd heard that on the uh, on the Nintendo version, it's it's Ghostbusters 2 was yes. the game that comes right. up. And I never understood that as a kid. I just thought I was like, "Well, that's
0: weird," and then I went on. It's a good, it's a good gag because though. CinemaWare, I, I maybe the publisher
2: of the NES, you know, was that put I out by Activision on there? I didn't know what enough the, about the industry to. I think to Activision had I was questions too. Yeah, it, there was some licensing thing, but mm. uh, or maybe Defender of the Crown just wasn't on the NES. It was. Yeah, it was. was. Yeah. Um, but so the graphics, the, the the caricatures of the Stooges are are great. I mean, yes. they could not be better. Mm-hmm. They're cute little guys. They look like the Stooges, but they're, you know, the art is stylistically done in a way that it's just beautiful. It's cute. It's lush. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's they do a great job. The way the guys move is good. Uh, this is one of the early games to have. It's one of the one of Cinemaware's first games, maybe the first. They have digitized graphics in it. They took stills from the show, and they took uh, audio from the show, and the way the game starts it looks like an old new an old movie real starting it counts down mm-hmm. you know which is awesome so everything about this game screams like the little touches were there uh the uh, the reason this game was even brought forth was because uh robert jacob was a you know he was the guy that was running cinemaware and he wanted to make games based on movies and old properties he was a stooges guy and he thought this would be a perfect game to bring out the ip wasn't real expensive at the time and uh, it worked. <laughs> he brought it out, and uh, it was a labor of love. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the mini games. Which which ones did you like? Which ones did you didn't like?
1: Well, <clears throat> the hospital game's fun. Uh, the, the swerving, the doctor game, I guess is actually what it is. Swerving in and out, picking up, trying to collect the goodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of cheese it, though. If you just stay behind the nurse um, that is losing the equipment... Uh, and you go at a moderate pace, which is fast enough to get to the end, and really getting to the ends where you're gonna pick up your money, because uh, I think you get like fifteen dollars for every second that's left, and you start with ninety nine seconds, so uh, you can kind of cheese that one. But if you don't cheese it and try to collect things while avoiding the guys on the crutches and stuff like that, fun mini game.
0: Yeah. My, I like uh, that one. Yeah, I like the the doctor mini game. I like the the the, the chowder mini game. Uh, we didn't get to that one on the Amigos. Which plays. Uh, a lot of people
2: hate that one.
0: I like any kind of whack a mole type scenario. Yeah. So um, I can tell you, my least favorite game is the one, the other one that we didn't get to on the Amigos plays the boxing. Boxing. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's very frustrating. It's the the platforming is very reminiscent of the storming the fort in North and South. That <laughs> always that's
2: inoxorably linked in my mind. Those you know, two, those two games. The sad thing is, if the episode of that uh, is a great episode, very iconic Stooges episode. Where I mean, it's just like the game. Curly is fighting the champ. He has to last so many rounds for them to get paid. And Curly can only fight when he hears "Pop goes the weasel." And so the whole in the in the short, here's Larry trying to get the you know they break his violin. Mm-hmm. By the way, Larry was a violinist. He could actually do that. And larry, all he, those guys you know all the marx brothers
0: all those guys they were all well any vaudeville so guys yeah, yeah. They, they could do it all
2: and also larry was a, a superb dancer mm-hmm. if you can believe that uh but that boxing mini game and the thing is it, the the elements are there that could have been a good game but it was just poorly executed that was the weakest game i agree with you do you, what you would you say that no
1: i think the oyster one is
2: a suit i like the oyster one it's also wacky yeah uh, my favorite. I like
0: Curly's big face above the bowl. Yeah, man.
2: my favorite is the pie throwing. I always liked that it was hilarious, mm-hmm. and, and and also it's good to hit those stuffed shirts with the pie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, 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 the doctor, what I think is good, and but the pie is my favorite. Uh, but it really, I like and I like beating the crap out of the Stooges. One thing we should mention is there's a game where you just the square is just Moe putting sticking his fingers in Curly's eyes, and if you pick that, they just go to this empty area, and you can beat the tar out of uh you play Mo and you beat up larry and curly and they'll try to duck and dodge but if you hit them enough that's how you slow the hand down on the on the chart so when it moves it'll go slower and you it's easier not to get your fingers ripped off by the mouse trap and i, I love beating the crap out of those guys and you can sell in the in the game which just it's a lot of fun really i mean I, a lot of people this game there are people that it's a lot like the stooges themselves someone famous said there are people that like the Stooges, and then there are people that wonder why other people like the Stooges. This game is like that. Some people do not like this game. They do not like it. And some people love it. I'm in the love it camp. It's it's better than the sum of its parts. And the mini games, of all the mini games, right? I think there's only one dud. And I think the dud is the is the boxing one. And even it it can be sort of funny. I stink at it and I've never seen one do well at it. No, I've ever. never. i never beaten it. You know? Uh so I'm in the camp that likes it.
0: Uh, I do agree t- with you. that This game is definitely more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that it's a great game. I think it's a good game. Um, and I think that it it's better than Defender of the Crown. It's the, the games are more playable than any of the... Even the boxing game plays better than any of the games on Defender of the Crown in terms of knowing what you're doing and being able to accomplish it. Um, so I think that it was... A bold statement. Sir. I think it was a win for CinemaWare in that regard. Um but if you put it up against, uh, you know, a non, a non-cinema wear title, I think it, it falls a
1: little flat. My biggest issue with the game, actually, I have lots of issues with the game. I, I this is a game I would not go back to and play again and again. Um, I think it has very little replayability. Um, the pacing is so slow for some for for a license that is so slapstick and in your face, at least, you know, in in bursts, uh, you you pick your square and then they slowly walk to the next scene. And then they talk about what they're going to do. And you can't skip it. And then you get to play something fun for a minute and a half. And then you pick your next square. Mm
0: I will say that the NES version removes a lot of the loading times and the general slowness. Yeah. But at the sake of not looking as
1: good. It, so. Well, the, and but here's the downfall. If you remove that stuff, then you get sick of the minigames before you're even done with 30 days. Yeah.
2: Uh, the uh, I can't deny anything you said. The the load times, and that was a, a very... Uh, that, was, that was a complaint that was issued quite a bit, was that the load times were rough. Were rough. Plus the non-skippable... It... <laughs> Here's, I'm torn on that part I understand why you wouldn't like it but that part sort of ma- that's the part of it that makes it sort of cinematic you're walking to the spot I know you see it over and over I'll grant you that but uh, uh, I can understand what people and it would be irritate. different if you when you were walking to the spot like you would
0: you could see anything other than a block or a brick wall you know it would have been great if there was like a shot of them walking through a park or something like that yeah mm-hmm. I
2: agree I mean there's sometimes they walk through <clears throat> urban areas but yeah it, it, a lot of times there's not much to look at so uh, there you go. Those are, and I can't. I love the game, but I can't deny both those are true. These the low an, ties are brutal. This
1: is an excellent game to play once. Man, I, you know, I find myself going back to it.
2: I've went back to it years and years and years. It's one of the. When I found out about a meat simulation, it's the first thing I loaded up was Three Stooges. I play it. I don't know. It's, it's a guilty pleasure of mine that I, I can't deny. Yeah, and I I, 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 played this game a lot, and I, I would go back to it and play it again. But the faults are definitely there. Let's. I wanted to touch on. The, the, here's the, just something wacky that I wanted to touch on. Let's talk about the people that made this uh, incredible technologies. all right? This is a wacky company. Uh, they're still around, uh, and and for a big reason, they are the Golden tea people. Oh. So a lot of people. You know, How you can kind of see that even back back then. Uh, they they make the very popular golf series, but I was looking down the list. I went to their website just do a little research. And their history and stuff—it's not that big a deal. But the games they've made, up to a point, are real wacky. I, mean, I was—I just wanted to put, touch on a couple of these. They had a Turbo Graphics release, and it was a game called Battle Royale. And it, this game is sort of has a following. Uh, I've got a Turbo and this is one of the ones I looked at to get. I, I don't know much about it, but I've heard people talking about it. Uh, they made a lot of—they uh, made some uh, PlayStation stuff. But the things i like they made ducktales on the uh, on the amiga they only had a few amiga releases and ducktales as well it's not
0: a good game it's not the like quest for the gold yeah, it's yeah nothing i kind
2: like of i, I kind of figured that and they also had um a thing called balance of power but they also did a game we covered winter games oh okay uh, they did they did winter games which i thought was wacky and that's all they did for the amiga but they've done a bunch of other crazy stuff they did some c64 stuff too but their arcade stuff they released a lot of stuff in the arcade Right, and a lot of stuff you probably wouldn't think twice about. Right? Capcom Bowling was theirs. Huh.
0: Well, here's an interesting uh, interesting fact. Yeah. Um, the first uh, arcade game I ever owned was Golden T 97. And it came
2: in a Capcom Bowling cabinet. <laughs> that so, is why. Did yeah. you know? So you knew about them making... No, I had oh, no idea. Well, there it you was, go. Yeah. They also made, and I love this game. I know you loved it. Time Killers. Was was what was one of theirs? That's a fighting game, right? Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Strata and Time, but that was that that was one of theirs. They did Hard Yardage. Do you remember that one?
1: Yes, That's because yeah. it had the same graphic, digitized graphic type yeah. stuff, right? They did
2: Bloodstorm, which is a sequel to Time Killers. Ooh. I've always heard that. <laughs> I, again, I can't. I always heard that Time Killers. I think we may have covered it somewhere way, way back. That Time Killers had Amiga-based hardware in it to a certain degree. but I remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I may have disproved it in that episode. I can't remember. <laughs> but here's the crowning jewel to the incredible technologies. Uh, is They they made Street Fighter the movie. That was one of theirs. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Wow. Wait a minute. Does that also... No, no. Scroll down there. Uh, Ninja Clowns?
2: Yep. That Strata. is a great game. I've not, I've not heard of that one. Uh,
1: rim Rockin'. Oh, Basketball. Okay, that's not yeah, what you I can thought see it was.
0: That, you see they also made Peggle, but not the Peggle that you know. It's a different
2: Yeah, game. They, they they did a lot then of stuff. Then they kind of
1: went sportsy.
2: Well, I, I cut it off here because after this it was like Golden Tee, Golden Tee mm-hmm. 2, mm-hmm. Son of Golden Tee, Golden Tee Strikes Back, more Golden Tee, Golden Golden, mm-hmm. golden Tee, were just swimming in money. Yeah,
1: Nin, Ninja Clowns is a, a, a Final Fight type game. Oh, okay. Uh, with, and it actually, it's sort of like... Uh, sunset fighter or i can't remember the game. sunset riders riders Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh
2: so they they've got a there again here's a company that's still around so and they they had several amiga releases so good for them you know they're doing something right um i looked this up on ebay this game is by far of all the games we've covered this is the easiest one to get hold of uh and i'm not surprised the it's a it, the uh, box is cool looking. The UK box, I guess maybe it was a reissue. It's kind of a it's got kind of a duddy. I was the, the un, what? The it, not duddy a dud. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. The uh the, the American race is bright yellow box. And it looked like a a, a a movie bill in the front, you know. And it's real cool looking. Uh, the UK one was sort of that, but it was like surrounded by like a silver box. So I'm guessing maybe it was a re-release or mm. something like that. This thing's also in bundles, but I didn't see the bundles for sale. Anyway, in the UK in the U S, thirty to seventy bucks shipped. You can take one home U S dollars. U K twenty five. I saw them all ranging all the way up to hundred. I didn't see any that didn't have the box and all the stuff. Everything. So there was no discs only versions. So it's a, it's an easy pickup uh, if you wanted it. Um, I don't think this had a company released that I don't remember it having one, but I, I could be wrong. I think you're right. I think I would have downloaded and yeah. played it before. Um, but uh, overall, again, we think we pretty much touched on it, but I, I give it a thumbs up. Oh, what about? Did you check on any uh, reviews? Any, uh, there, oh, I did, actually. Uh, the reviews were spectacular. They were, <laughs> they were mixed. In all uh,
1: they were from the lowest were in the 70s yeah. and the highest were in the 90s. Yeah, like so, uh, uh, so mostly positive. Yeah, and mostly
2: it's funny. i looked All the magazines I saw reviewing this were real obscure. I didn't see the big ones. <laughs> I, saw, I don't know what that. Maybe they weren't around in '87. It's true, you know. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see if this, like I said, I'd be interested to see that remastered version and what that looks like. Oh, I, sh- I one last thing I should mention: uh the the uh Three Stooges movie that was out a few years ago, which it's funny. I we just I just saw this movie probably a month ago. I just watched it for the first time, and it's it's pretty good. It's definitely in the spirit of the Stooges. I, and, this movie has a, we could do a podcast on the history of this film, trying to get it made. Because at first, this had Mel Gibson was attached. It had all the big, all these big stars were attached to this movie. And they've slowly fallen out over the years. It was a Cohen Brothers movie. Hmm. Uh, and uh, what you had left were th- uh, three guys that did a phenomenal job. The script was good. It was as three stooges as you could get. And it was directly based on the game. The exact plot of the game is the plot of the movie, <laughs> so that's kind of neat. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, I don't know if they actually—I don't know, but I mean, it's the, and it's a pretty generic plot. Granted, it's also the plot of the Blues Brothers. Sort of.
0: There's an orphanage. They don't get to marry the
2: anybody. Sand. They go to jail. Plus, they're crooked. Three Stooges are crooked. <laughs> it's um, where's the? <laughs> and that's you know, so the movie I recommend if you're a Three Stooges fan. Not everyone's going to like it, but I thought it was good. Have you guys seen the m-
1: movie? I have not.
2: No. no. Now, Bo, you told me you've never seen a Three Stooges never in your life. I've never seen
0: a Three... The only thing I know from the Three Stooges is the NES game. And when they were on the new Scooby-Doo Adventures. The same one that Phyllis Diller and all those people
2: were on. I find that utterly baffling. And I'll tell you why. I was talking to my buddy at work. I said, I'm going to review the Three Stooges tonight on a podcast. He goes, the Three Stooges? I love those guys. He's, he's about he's four. He's He's four years older than me. You know, And every one of our age... Knows the Three Stooges and the Little Rascals. Have you ever seen Little Rascals? No. Our gang, Alpha no. Alpha, Alpha, nothing. The uh, when we were young in America, these shows were on all the time in the mornings. Every morning before school, Three Stooges, and Little Rascals. They were on all the time. And so everyone of, of my
1: generation, pretty much, I'd say my generation. Did you do you remember watching when you were a kid? I didn't. I, I know of them. I was a casual viewer, but I definitely never went out of my way to watch either.
2: I'd I'd say everyone from my generation back knows the Three Stooges. I, well, I, I know who they are. and and, and knows them intimately and watched them, you know, that's a, and, that's a, and loves them, or at least has seen some of their stuff. The uh, uh, they've got a they've got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and when it was unveiled it was the biggest crowd ever to watch someone get a star that shows you and this was like 93 or something they won an mtv lifetime achievement award that shows you the span of guys that started in the 30s you know
1: well they were they. a lot of people consider them trailblazers too even though really they just did what the people before them were doing they did it very well and they did it for a long time really what who was doing this before them well, I mean, it's, I mean... I'm sure it's, there were vaudeville acts where people pretended like they hit each other. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just slapstick. Who
2: can say? But it it worked. It stuck. It, you know, a lot of vaudeville acts... You ask kids now, there's a better chance people know who they are than Abbott and Costello or any of those other vaudeville well, acts. Well, yeah. You know.
0: Because, I mean, there was a movie that just came out. Well, Abbott and Costello pretty famous, aren't they? No,
1: not Do you not think not kids today, these days geez. know anything about Abbot Costello? Costello?
2: had tons of movies. Tons and tons.
1: Yeah, but not <laughs> in the last decade. Well, that's true.
2: I guess I'm old, fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know who they are. I listen to a lot of radio shows for the minute, too. So, there you go. Oh, and they also made a sneak, sneaky, quick uh, appearance in Mad, 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 Mad World. That's a pretty popular movie, so if you've ever seen that, look at the studio. Well, you know,
1: I'm going to challenge your knowledge.
2: Well, you'll... Probably Okay, let's have it. I'll All give it right. a shot.
1: And, and, uh... John, it'll be interesting to hear what you think the answer to these are. Although these are, to be fair, more of the... the actors than their characters. Alright. <clears throat> now, this first one, Aaron, I know you're gonna know, but you sort of mentioned it, but let's see if John was paying attention.
2: <laughs> what are what, we doing?
1: Where? What type of therapy... Was Larry given for an acid burn he received as a child?
2: Is hey. this in real life? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes,
1: these are all. It's the like,
2: actors. it's kind of dark for a short. <laughs> hey, let's burn he Larry with acid. You know, he's going to. He later got two yeah, yeah.
1: uh, So, what treatment did he receive? Was it violin lessons A, B, swimming, C, boxing, or D, running?
0: What do you think, Aaron?
2: He asked.
1: Actually, you. Maybe
0: yeah, I should answer first. Well, we know that he plays the violin, but he probably does all those other things too. I'm going to
1: say violin. And I'm going to say boxing. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Wow! No, it was violin. Oh, time. who's the Stooges <clears> that well, said violin? Oh. I don't want to of the uh, answer. Larry's father ran a jewelry shop. And as part of his job, he would test the metals to see if they had, were gold, you know, by putting the acids on them. Uh, when Larry was a child, he picked up one of the bottles, thinking it was something to drink, and his dad slapped it out of his hands, but before he, he got there in time, he had spilled some of the acid on his mm. arm. Uh, he, okay. When they took him, they had to take him to the doctor. It was bad. I mean, they had to put skin grafts on his arm the whole nine yards. And uh, the doctor said, look, to get the strength in that arm up, take up the violin. Hmm. It'll really help him out. It worked. Which, well, and that is also the the him having the violin in the show. Yeah, yeah, I knew he, he could actually, actually, actually
2: play. My Stradivarius, yeah. he says, is the thing
1: is broken. Uh, Which is always odd. You'd think they'd just be able to sell the Strad and get the money for the orphanage, but I guess (laughs) neither here nor there. Um, All right, here's one, Aaron. I feel confident that you will know. Uh, Uh, What is Curly's first name? Is it A, Gerard, B, Jerome, C, James, or D, Jeffrey? Oh, boy. Curly's
2: first name... I know Mo's first name. Uh, read those again. Let me have read those names again real quick.
1: A, Jeffrey and what was it? Jerome. Other, uh, or, I'm sorry. A. Gerard. B. Jerome. C. James. Or D. Jeffrey. Let's go with B. Gerard. I, I believe. Uh-oh. No, wait a minute. <laughs> I've actually forgot to answer this myself, but I'm almost sure the answer is Jeffrey. If someone could quickly look that up in Aaron's notes, first page.
2: It's not on the first page. Uh, okay, notes. several
1: pages in. So we have to look up your trivia answers. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. We, we should win by default.
0: <laughs> His real name is Jerome. So I Jerome. got Jerome.
1: Oh. Uh, Here's the trivia bit that, that I got <laughs> Not so work. excited. So I was right. I got so excited. You missed I missed your own trivia answer. answer. Curly was sometimes called Jerry or Babe. Being the baby of the family, Mother Jenny would affectionately call him Curly, my baby. Uh, his brothers used this to tease him and eventually came up with the other nickname of Babe. <clears throat> uh, it stuck and Mo would often call him by uh, Babe. Yeah, that I've heard. Can you imagine a big guy like that called him Babe? What <laughs> like Babe Ruth? Oh, yeah. So, which stooge owned a furniture store? A. Larry B. Curly C. Moe or D. Shep. Shemp. I think it was Shemp. I'm going to go with
0: Moe. He seems like a furniture store. It room. actually
1: go. was Moe. Oh! oh, good job. Uh, when he was released by Columbia Pictures in 1957, he said, oh, I'm going to sell furniture. And that's what I did. learned that
0: from the last episode of The Wonder Years. That's what his dad did. There you on. go. He ended up a furniture store. Oh, actually, I guess I should get the door.
1: That's okay. I will quiz Aaron right. for the final question. All um, right, Aaron. Okay. This is one that we even talked about earlier tonight. All right. Not on the podcast. How many different trivia questions are there in the Three Stooges game? Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, oh, oh uh, I get that. Yeah, I will give you some choices here: A thirty-five, uh-huh. B sixty-four, uh-huh. C seventy-one, or D ninety-four. I'm going to go with sixty-four. You are correct. There were sixty-four yep. questions in the game. Um, the way this was found out, because you know, you could sixty-four is a huge number to randomly pick up on, right? Uh, People throughout the years actually took hex editors and opened up the game to look to see the trivia questions, and uh, they're just there in plain text.
2: Yeah, that's, that's awesome.
1: That's how we know how many there are. Beautiful, and and they're I like I like the fact that there's trivia in the game.
2: It, uh, it, you know, there's a certain amount of love that went into the game. Like I said, it has its shortcomings, granted, but it's a heartfelt thing. In fact, uh, I believe it was Moe's widow came. And saw, or came, or it might have been his daughter, but came to the studios and looked at the game and was, and was, wept, she loved it so much. she they, This was fully endorsed by the studio's families, and it was uh, a very popular. There was no
1: them. question it was true to its source material, mm. yeah. which, you know, you can't say about a lot of uh, games.
0: The vast majority of games with television or movie licenses yeah. are not uh, not so mm. Well, uh, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Uh, we'd like to thank Loggins, Jonas Rullo, Colbjorn
2: Barman,
0: Tales from or Tapes from the Crypt. I do that every week. Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, Zach Zimmerman, O'Brien's Retro Vintage, Chad Halstead, Brent Dowdy, and our newest contributor, uh, Lauren Giroux. And we hope that Lauren and all of our fans in France are doing okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that sucks. We're, we're thinking of you. Mm. Um, Next week, we are going to take a look at the arcade shooter Silkworm. Oh, so that's one. See,
1: of, now I'm going to have to come back. Yeah. Too good to miss.
0: Yeah. So uh, we'll see you then. Until next time, adios. adios.